Welcome everybody at another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. If you're enjoying your day, sweet. If not, well, this episode is not going to be like the show that I'm reviewing because this show I'm constantly going over is G-rated and I fucking am not. So if you're offended by my language, oh well. I'm an adult. I'll use what language I want. But anyway, so it is time for the fourth episode of Saturday Morning Slam, September 15, 2012. Fourth episode and some of my brain is not melted yet. So... This last time we went over the show, they were doing the whole back-to-school theme of like, hey, here's Damien Sandow teaching you these different words, and uh, what are some of the superstars' favorite freaking subjects in school? Like, I freaking care. So today, there's a slight bit of that theme towards the end, but there's a different theme to this episode, and that's pretty much geography of sorts. But I mean, right off the bat, you get the Saturday morning spotlight, and it showcases Justin Gabriel and his whole return to his hometown of Cape Town, South Africa. He's taking selfies, he's happy, yeah, be glad, Gabriel, that's the high point that you're going to have at this point in your career. Because he would end up going nowhere afterwards. So, they show that montage, he's meeting with the locals, hey, I'm a hometown hero, yay, whatever. Then we get a new segment called Around the World in 40 Superstars segment, pretty much highlighting these superstars from all these different countries... Some of them I could not easily identify. I could only think of maybe like three or four where they said, hey, here's this country, but they didn't list who this person was, and I couldn't figure out who some of them were. So the names that we had, Justin Gabriel, he's from South Africa, whatever. Kofi Kingston, he's from Ghana. Yeah, because at first he made people think he was from Jamaica. Kamala, he's from Uganda, slapping his belly. Greg Holly in India. Yoshi Tatsu in Japan. They showed Nathan Jones. Because it's like, hey, here's somebody from Australia. I think everybody wants to forget Nathan Jones at this point. The Bushwhackers from New Zealand. Jimmy Snook up from Fiji. Murderer. Haku from Tonga. Rikishi from Samoa. They could just say Island of Samoa, whatever. Giant Gonzalez from Argentina. They showed Giant Silva in Brazil. First time I think they've shown footage of Giant Silva since he left the WWE in 98 or 99 when he was part of the Oddities. You had Ezekiel Jackson and Guyana, or Guyana, or whatever. I feel like I'm getting gonorrhea just reading all this. Pedro Morales in Puerto Rico. That was an oddity there. Uh, Alberto Del Rio, Mexico. You had a bunch of characters from USA, most of them being patriotic, like Hogan and Luger and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Cena and all that. It was whatever. A bunch of names for Canada, including Brett Goldberg and in my career, Hart. Uh, Regal from England. Mason Ryan from Wales. Drew McIntyre from Scotland, fella. Uh, speaking of fellas, Seamus from Ireland, Pacey White, uh, Andre the Giant in France, Wrestling Battles' favorite guy of all time, Alex Wright from Germany, uh, you had Cesaro in Switzerland, Santino Merle in Italy, you had, and then there were a few names I cannot figure out, it's like you had one guy who was shown from Greece and went from Malta, I cannot identify them, whoever it was from, they showed from Greece had Freddie Blassie by the side, and unfortunately, Wikipedia does not have a list of everybody that he was managing. I did not check the Pro Wrestling Fandom Wiki right before recording this, so I don't want to keep trying to figure out who this individual was that he managed. Ludwig uh, Borga from Finland! Why would you show Borga on freaking television? Because kids are going to eventually look him up and realize he was a bad person. Uh, he had one wrestler from Poland. Oksana from Lithuania. Kozlov from Ukraine, although I thought he was from Russia. Time for me to cross double double E. And for some reason, you had Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik saying they're from Russia, Iran, because they freaking just combined their countries of Russia and Iran. And then to close it off, you just had a bunch of wrestlers that are from Parts Unknown. I mean, could Kane get added to that list? You never, to my recollection, ever in WWE history ever 
listed where freaking Kane was billed from over the years. It's just like, oh, here's the big man monster, Kane! Never said where he was from. So it's like, okay, we have super, we've had a history of superstars from all over the world, whatever. Now we get the one match on this show that was a little weird. Kofi Kingston and R-Truth, who were still the tag team champions at the time, because this aired the day before Night of Champions when they lost the tag team titles to, Lil Hel- to Team Hell No, and they had Lil Jimmy with them against Primo and Epico. I bet y'all forgot about that team now, haven't you? And for some reason, we have Santino Morella on commentary again. I mean, thankfully it was a relief to have William Regal on commentary for the last time, but Santino being on there with his accent, you can't really understand him that well. And Kofi's just dominating right off the bat with arm drags to Primo and a bit of an arm bar there. Archos getting into the ring and he's like freaking having the match. And he stops Epico from running the ropes. He's like, wait a second. He starts doing the whole hands on his knees and like spinning around in a circle, dancing. And Kofi does it too from the apron. It's like, why would you add dancing? And then everybody just stops what they're doing. Everybody's getting in the ring like, oh, look, here's little Jimmy. And Primo Epico is like, is there a little Jimmy here? Huh? I don't know if there's a little Jimmy. Kofi's like, yeah, I see a little Jimmy. And even the referee gets in on it. He's like standing there looking way down, almost looking like he's looking at a freaking amoeba. And it's just like, no, just get to wrestling. And then like Primo and Epico try getting an attack on Kofi and R-Truth, bring him to the corners. Try doing that whole double whip spot, like, where they collide in the ring. But instead, Kofi and Archer, they're like, don't see no. Like, just spinning around each other. And then a double crossbody block on Primo and Epico, which is like, okay, I can kind of get into that. You get back from the action. Primo and Epico are finally getting in some offense. Because, like, this is primarily R-Truth and Kofi dominating this match. You have, like, Kofi missing a corner attack, and he gets put into an abdominal stretch. He gets out of that, but then tries to go for the tag, and he's put in a bear hug. And then, to escape, he's just messing with Epico's ears. Almost like he's either putting his thumbs in his earlobe holes, or just tugging on his ears to, to escape the hold. Like, you could do a freaking bell clap. You're not really making full impact with the head. Or just something. <laughs> it's like, that was the weirdest escape I have ever seen out of a freaking submission hold. And then, like, you get Kofi, he's trying to do his comeback. They're doing some camera cuts and everything. It's like, Kofi's doing some action, but it's like, no, you're still the commentary team. Oh, he's doing a bit more comeback. Oh, zoom in in our truth. He does that boom drop, and he tries to go for the SOS, and once again, they cut away to the commentary team. So it's like, I guess that's why he didn't do that move to Heath Slater in the debut episode, because it's like, oh, they have to cut away. But they didn't stop him from doing the move regardless. It's like, they can do the move. It's just like, that would have been a better choice for a finish in the first episode. And, like, right at the end, R-Truth sends Primo out. Epico charges for the corner. And you know Kofi does that whole move, I think, kind of like what uh, Christian does, where he slipped out of the ropes and then bends himself backwards to put his boots up to hit the opponent when they are near the corner. Like, kind of like an evasive maneuver. Kofi almost did that, but he didn't do the boot part. So instead, Epico just, like, hit the corner, bounced away, flying cross body by Kofi, and that's it. So it's like, whatever, he did the same finisher that he did in the first episode. Let's just move on towards the end. So we got two closing segments. We get a whole video highlight package of a Raw tour in the Far East, so showing like Taiwan and China and Japan, the superstars there. You had like Yoshitatsu holding a Japanese flag, Ted DiBiase just happy to be there, even though he wasn't doing jack shit. You had Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. You had people wearing CM Punk shirts and being like, you can't see me. It's like, that would work if you're wearing a Cena shirt, not CM Punk, for fuck's sake. Wrong shirt, wrong superstar. You have people wearing, like, John Cena merch in the crowd, and people saying, like, oh, we're happy to be here. 
and you probably have some fake BS translation because you don't know what... Unless you had a proper translation translator for the freaking vocals that were talking into the microphone, you can't tell what they were saying, so they probably just put in whatever dialogue they wanted just to keep it G-rated, saying, oh, we're happy to be here. We hope WWE comes back. Yay! Kill me. And then we close off with one that's educational because, again, they're talking about children. But we had Cesaro. So they established back then when he was with Oksana, he had the whole gimmick where he would take a word in English and then also say how that word is in other languages. Because he would say that. It's like this word. Here's it in, here it is in English. And then this language. And then so on and so forth. So Cesaro is sitting on this stoop. Without stoop kid. He probably friggin' swam around and threw him off of there. And he's like, okay kids. So like right away he's talking to the kids. And he's sounding more like a big generic baby face. Just trying to get to the kids levels. I mean, do what, do what friggin' Sando did last, last time. Insult the kids. That's how you get over as a heel. But instead, you're just trying to be friendly and everything like your Steve from Blue's Clues. I mean, he probably kind of looks like him now because he's bald like him. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to say welcome back to school in five languages. And he's got him on a chalkboard rather than a whiteboard like you saw with Damien Santa last time. So it's like English, welcome back to school. And then he says it in Swiss. And I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce that. Says it in French. I'm also not going to try to pronounce that. Italian. Same thing. And then German? Also not going to try to. I'll, I can't pronounce anything in German other than 9999999. And it's like, it shows that German and Swiss are a little bit similar because the freaking writing that you saw on the boards were just about pretty much the same, only give or take an extra word or two added in there. So it's like Swiss felt like a, an abbreviated way to say welcome back to school, and then German, it felt like you extended that a little bit. So it's like, instead of saying won't, you say will not. So it's just like, he's teaching the kids how to say these different words in Spanish. I doubt the kids are going to be influenced just by Cesaro, who is a heel on television, to start learning how to speak Swiss, French, Italian, and German. I mean, they'll learn Spanish at some point. Maybe, like, I wanted to learn French when I was in friggin' middle school, but my mom wouldn't let me for whatever reason, so I couldn't figure that out. And I could not understand Latin, so I doubt he's gonna was ever going to teach kids how to do that. It's like, teach them sign language or something. And it's like, as long as you're not giving them the middle finger, I'm sure it'll be okay. So again, he was just coming off a bit too much like a baby face with this livery. Like, it worked with a gimmick, but then he should have just gone around and insulted the, insulted the kids in a way to still be a heel. But again, like, it just it was a little iffy there. It's like, is he supposed to be baby face? Or is he supposed to be healed? Because, again, with the delivery. But that was the fourth episode of Saturday Morning Slam. You had, like, geography. You had language translation lessons that do better than Google Translate. And you had freaking stuff with little Jimmy. It's whatever. Just, <laughs> that was a little weird to try to sit through. If you all enjoyed today's episode, remember to leave a like. Comment below what you thought, subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube with the bell turned on for notifications, or follow if you're listening to this on any other service, and I guess I'll see you all in the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. Adios. Arriva Denji. Hasla visa, baby. What the fuck ever. <laughs>